Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today we're talking about an easy strategy for ending procrastination and overwhelm. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I'm so glad to be here with you again. Okay, so the question of the day is about procrastination, overwhelm, and you. And when you really think about it, in midlife especially, it's really about wasting valuable time. It's always about wasting valuable time. But as you know, all too well, at our age, we're more sensitive about time flying by at record speed. So when you notice the way your own behavior is part of your problem, something you can control, it's even more frustrating. And after this episode, I hope it's also something else. I hope it's more empowering. As a midlife coach, this comes up all the time with my clients. And I'm not immune either, but the more awareness you have of the problem and perhaps even the pattern, the more you see how you can get better at managing it. So with me, even though I still catch myself practicing the fine art of procrastination and overwhelm, I catch it sooner and know what to do. And that's what I'm going to teach you today, a simple strategy to help you with procrastination and overwhelm tendencies and shenanigans. (laughs) So now that I've got your attention... Before we take a deep dive into this juicy topic that you just may be identifying with, just quick, I want to make sure you know about a couple of new ways to have more fun with what's going on in my coaching world. The first is something new with the Women in the Middle podcast. You're invited to join the new podcast club. The podcast club is basically a book club experience for the podcast. We're going to be going deeper into the podcast conversation started in a recent episode. You get an easy workbook to help you apply the episode to your life, a chance to Zoom live with me and other women in the middle, and some fun surprises along the way. In fact, we have one of the podcast guests joining us in October, so if this sounds like it's up your alley, please join us. Head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click on the Podcast Club button to get all the details. I also want to invite you to join us on our upcoming Connection Cruise in February 2024. Join me and some other amazing midlife gals on this fun four-night getaway in the middle of winter. (laughs) Perfect timing, right? So send me an email to get all the details at info at susierosenstein.com. Just put cruise in the subject head and there are limited spots. So make sure to take action now if this lights you up at all. (laughs) Okay, now let's dive in. Procrastination and overwhelm. These are two things that can really get in your way and rob you of valuable time. They also contribute to feeling bad about yourself, your self-discipline, your ability to stick to your commitments, and other lovely self-judgment types of thoughts. Mean Girl is alive and well when it comes to procrastination and overwhelm. Now, you might be thinking some of this stuff. What's wrong with me? I'm such a procrastinator. I waste so much time. Why can't I just get started? It's so hard. I just don't know what to do. These kinds of thoughts and questions clog up your brain in a big swirl of a spin. And then there's more. Sometimes you find yourself procrastinating stuff that you want to do. It's not always only the stuff you don't want to do. So please know you're not alone. 
I am sure that you've also noticed that some people don't seem to struggle with it as much as you do. But the thing is that they probably struggle with other stuff. Just because they have this thing dialed in doesn't mean they have it all dialed in. It's very, very common. But when you get into that compare and despair thing, then you get more self-judgy thoughts about why you're not good enough and how you're wasting valuable time. You may have noticed that spinning on thoughts and questions like these, it just doesn't help you move forward. And that's because of the feelings that come up when you think of all this crap. (laughs) Even the questions you ask yourself, the way you answer those questions are really what you're thinking. When you ask yourself, why can't I just make a plan and stick to it, for example, you probably answer a question like that with, oh, I've always been a procrastinator or I'm just not good at following through. And then those thoughts will create those unhelpful feelings. So what is it for you? What are those feelings? Sad, defeated, incapable, undisciplined, not serious. Ugh, so many thoughts like that and feelings like that get in the way. The thing is, these feelings, sad, defeated, incapable, undisciplined, not serious, that kind of thing, they aren't the feelings to help you move into what you really want, like taking action, doing something new, taking a deep breath and moving forward. For these outcomes, you need to feel differently, like positive, capable, inspired, motivated, confident. So you see the problem? So let me tell you about this fun and easy strategy to help you bust through procrastination and overwhelm. It's a life coaching concept I learned years ago in my life coach training in 2014, way before Zoom calls too. I remember where I was sitting while on this teleconference call when I was being coached as part of this particular training too. And for me, it was pretty powerful because I remember all those details about exactly where I was. The concept is called Minimum Baseline. To really learn the concept, I've broken it down into five simple steps. So step one, think about and name the thing you want to change. Now this step is simple. All you gotta do is think. (laughs) So what change are you stuck on? Why are you procrastinating? You know what it is. It might be a faint whisper about what you really want. It might start with, I wish I could. Or you might feel it as envy about something that someone else has or what somebody else does. Maybe you want to lose weight or start exercising, get up earlier, eat more vegetables, call your mom more, volunteer, start painting, join a new group, take your makeup off at night, or even get an extra hour of sleep every night. It doesn't matter what it is. But what's important is that you pick just one thing to explore it and prioritize. That's what's really going to help you on this episode. Now, let's go a little deeper. There's something else that's important to be aware of in this thinking phase. I want you to ask yourself, do you really believe that you can unstick yourself when it comes to procrastination on this thing? Do you really believe that for this specific thing, you can move forward? Your answer is very important. You're much more likely to get unstuck about procrastination And being overwhelmed about this change if you believe that you can actually get unstuck and do it. Now, I know it seems obvious, but honestly, it gets in the way. So you have to believe even when you don't know how, even when you don't have all the answers. So how do you know what you believe? Just look at your results. If you don't have the result in your life that you want, you're not thinking thoughts that are helping you. For example, if you want to lose weight but haven't, you may have thoughts like, it's too hard for me. There's something wrong with me. I've never been able to do it before. 
I'll just gain it back, so what's the point? Yada, yada, yada. You see the problem? These thoughts create feelings that aren't helping you make the change. Notice what the stinky thought is for you, and that's the one that's creating some kind of a negative feeling for you that's keeping you stuck, something not useful. So you have to work on a thought that creates the possibility for you. You need to practice thinking a different thought on purpose that helps you move forward. And I talk about this as a feeling that helps you lean in to doing it rather than recoiling. (laughs) So maybe recoiling isn't quite the right word that resonates with you, but it's like you're leaning out rather than leaning in. You're stopping, you're resisting. Well, you're procrastinating. So could you try on any of these thoughts for size? So notice how they make you feel. And we're using a little bridge thought strategy that I've talked about many times on the podcast before. So one thing you could think is, I'm learning to get unstuck and make this change. So you see how that's different? It's not like I'm going to be a rock star and never procrastinate again. It's I'm learning. What about this one? I'm open to the possibility that I can really do it this time, right? Just a little bit different that leans you into it rather than out of it. And this one, it's possible that I can really do it. So you got to play with these and see which one really works for you. So notice how you feel when you think the new thought, whatever it is. Do you notice a difference from the way you felt before when you had the stinky thought? So like I said, play around with the thoughts until you find one that helps and then lean in to the change you want to make. Once you find a thought that works well for you, make sure to write it down so you can remember it because we know what happens. So you got to write it down. You have to practice it. You may want to program it into your phone, put it on a sticky whatever, but you have to remind yourself of it because there's squirrels everywhere. As you know, you're going to forget between the squirrels and the memory issues. (laughs) Very hard to remember something new. So just write it down. You're, You're a better person for taking care of yourself this way. That's it for step number one. Think about and name the thing you want to change. Now, step number two, identify the minimum baseline to start. Now, here's what I mean. The minimum baseline is a starting point to build confidence. It's the least amount of action you can count on yourself to take regarding your one thing, the thing that you want to change. Now, let me repeat that so that all the perfectionists whose eyes just rolled to the back of their heads catch on to this too. I want you to really listen to this. It's the least amount of action that you can count on yourself to take regarding this one thing that you want to change. It's so simple. It's this least amount of action that it won't cause resistance and you'll be able to do it. So you decide what it is and then you practice doing it. Here's an example. Let's say you want to get up an hour earlier every morning. You notice you have huge resistance to this idea, so you don't make any progress. Now, a minimum baseline might be getting up five minutes earlier. Now, I know that might sound ridiculous, but the thing is to notice if you don't have resistance. You don't want to have resistance and you want to take action. So the way you figure out if this is a good amount for you is you play with the change and you find an action that you can take that doesn't cause any pullback. You don't want resistance. If five minutes seems too much, go with one minute. Go with two minutes earlier. You see what I mean? There's no right or wrong answer. It's you tuning into yourself, playing with the idea and noticing if it feels easy to you. Are you leaning in or are you still like, ugh, this is too much? You know what I mean? That's really what you have to just get quiet and test it out. Here's another example. Let's say you want to exercise for one hour, four days a week. 
and you see that you don't have the result that you want. And in fact, you haven't even moved an intentional muscle since you set that goal. (laughs) So a minimum baseline might be that you decide to exercise five minutes a day, five minutes for three days, five minutes for two days, right? Anything. Maybe it's twice a week. You got to figure out what's the problem. Is it the number of days? Is it the amount of time? Fiddle with them both and notice if you feel less resistance. So this is the example that got me to really understand this concept. So on that coaching call that I, uh, that I talked about in 2014, I was having an issue getting on the treadmill and keeping this commitment. It just seemed too much to me. It seemed way too much. I think I was thinking I was going to get on for an hour. <laughs> right. So that wasn't happening. So I was challenged to get on the treadmill for 10 minutes after fiddling with a couple of these numbers, and I couldn't believe how much fun it was to watch my mind. I was thinking way better, way more useful things about doing that thing successfully. So like I said, it's up to you what the minimum baseline is because it's based on your resistance and your commitment. So ask yourself, what's the least amount of action that I can do to change this one thing that will be easy, like super easy, no problem to commit to it. Yeah, that easy. Now I warn you, your brain might make fun of you. You might have a thought that it's too easy, it's ridiculous, that you're a lightweight or something like that. And I've experienced all of that. But I say nay, nay. Just stick with it if you don't have resistance. And ask yourself, these questions. What is your minimum baseline for this one thing that you're working on? And try lots of ideas out and really pay attention to yourself. And then to go a little deeper, why is this going to be super easy for you to do today and going forward? And I would add one more thing, watch your mind and have some fun. Step three, plan better. So quick review, step one, think about and pick the thing. Step two, identify your minimum baseline and watch your thoughts. So step three, plan better. As you know, you can't just think about what you want to change and wiggle your nose like Samantha on Bewitched and call it a day. If it was that simple, you would have the change you want already. And planning, planning can feel tedious and boring. It's way more fun to think about 10 million other things. Those squirrels, they have a way of coming out of the woodwork. They're so entertaining. But it turns out that planning better can really help you be successful with your goals. The secret is to think about what you're planning to do in advance. It sounds ridiculously simple and obvious, but I'm telling you, I coach on this all the time, including last week. The shenanigans your brain is up to on this topic are surprising and also quite entertaining. So here are two things you can do to help yourself do this. Number one, calendar it. Actually write down or type in the time that you're going to do the thing, the minimum baseline thing that you decided, and then make sure to review your plan the night before. So what that means is you're deciding in advance. That's what planning is. And then you're going to write it down or type it in however you deal with your calendar. Then the second thing is, is a huge one. Get ready. (laughs) Anticipate your excuses. So imagine the most likely thing that's going to get in your way from you sticking to your plan. Will it be a thought like, I just don't feel like it, or I can't find my sneakers, or I don't have enough time, or I'm too tired? Like, who knows what it's going to be, but you likely know what it's going to be. With me, it was always, I don't have the socks I like. 
the, you know, that I love doing whatever it is with those sneakers that I found or the sports bra going missing. That was another issue. So the trick is to identify the excuse or obstacle and plan for this too. Just accept that you're probably going to think it. What will you do when you don't feel like sticking to your plan? That's probably what's going to happen. What can you pull out in advance to help yourself when you're ready to take action? Like when you were a kid with Garanimal. Remember those Garanimals, like the tags that you would match up when you were a kid? Maybe it's charging a battery. Maybe it's finding that sports bra and laying it out. Whatever it is, just do it. Just help yourself, okay? So ask yourself these questions. What time are you going to schedule? How will you remember to review your plans tonight and every night that you have them? What is the most likely excuse or obstacle that you will experience? And what will you do to overcome it? All right. Step number four, commit for real. So here's the thing about commitment. Most of us don't really commit, even though we think we really commit. So let me tell you why. Think about a time that you said you would do something and you knew without a shadow of a doubt that it was as good as done. Like that's serious commitment. So maybe it was when, this is, this is the example I always give, when you told your kid that you would pick him or her up from the airport after a big trip. Like, is there any chance you're going to miss that? Like, unless a crisis happened. You're so excited. Your kid's been away for a couple of weeks. You're so excited to pick up, get that hug, get the stories fresh out of the airplane, like that kind of thing. You wouldn't miss that. Or maybe when you finally got a doctor appointment with a specialist and you knew that you wouldn't be late, like you knew you were going to do everything you could to get there on time. Or maybe the way you brush your teeth in the morning and in the evening, like what's the chance that you're going to skip that? So. These are examples of times that you made a commitment to yourself at the 100% level. You knew without a shadow of a doubt that you were going to pick up your kid at the airport, that you were going to get to that doctor appointment on time, and that you would be brushing your teeth twice a day without question. No drama. Now, compare that to the way you feel when your doctor told you about the importance of exercising more than you currently exercise and how you responded. Or that you would take off your makeup at night, or even that you would take a pass on dessert when you go to that wedding next week, or that you would floss exactly how the dental hygienist uh, talks to you about flossing. Just examples. Maybe you're really rocking some of that stuff out. Maybe you're really good at it, but feel free to think about a recent promise that you made to yourself and how you felt about it. Now, in these examples, you probably meant well, and you wanted to do what you said you wanted to do, but if you're honest with yourself, you notice that you didn't quite feel the same way. You didn't feel the same level of commitment. Now, get ready because I'm going to share something with you that's huge. It was It's a huge epiphany for me. It's a huge epiphany for many. And that is 80% versus 100% commitment. That's the difference. 80% feels like commitment. But when you compare it to something where you knew without a shadow of a doubt that it was as good as done... You can see the difference. You can feel the difference. 80% commitment opens the door to mind drama, even a crack. 100% commitment doesn't. The door is closed. So I hope that analogy helps you. It really helped me. So ask yourself, what can you think that creates 100% commitment for you to do this thing that you're working on to make the change that you're really wanting to make? Okay, step five. Here it is. Check in again. So I've broken it all down. 
how you can get yourself unstuck, how you can bust through procrastination and overwhelm by focusing on several simple but powerful steps to move yourself forward to make an important change. So we're busting procrastination. We're taking that first step. We're getting started. So this step, number five, is about checking in with yourself again. Notice how do you feel that you've made some of these tweaks? Is it positive or negative? Are you proud or disappointed? Are you happy or sad? Are you confident or not confident? Are you clear about what you want or still overwhelmed about how to get it? Are you excited or frustrated? If you're feeling more positive, you're probably moving into a motivated state of mind. Maybe your belief that you can stop procrastinating and keep moving forward has changed. Maybe you're feeling more in control. But if you're feeling negative, there's a thought about the thing or how you think about your ability to do the thing to make the change that still needs some work. Now, this is the phase where it's very easy to get derailed. So do you find yourself thinking that this strategy isn't hard enough? It's not good enough. It's not perfect enough for you to feel good about. That you don't deserve to shift your belief until you do more, until you've accomplished more. Is any of that coming up for you? Well, these thoughts are progress squishers. Being judgmental and critical like this creates some kind of unuseful negative emotion for you. Notice how you feel and ask yourself, is this helping me keep doing the thing? Self-judgment takes you out of the present moment and it just won't help you attain your goals. On the other hand, being present and committing to yourself to have your own back and carry on with your plans will. Shifting that belief in yourself that you're learning to get better at this, that you're up for the challenge one small step at a time, that's a way better strategy for success. So what I'm asking you to do is to allow yourself to believe. You started, you're a little more curious. You now have some simple skills to move just one thing forward and to stop procrastinating, to take the first step, to take a first small step to decrease overwhelm. So you know the first step to take, to make that change that will help you move many things forward. Same skills, actually. The way you make this one change is the way you make all the changes you want to make. And it's the way you can stop procrastinating. The way you break down these steps for the change that you want to make is the way you need to break down other changes too, all on the road to success. So I'd like to suggest that this is a reason to celebrate. <laughs> can you allow yourself to feel proud of taking a small step? Can you allow yourself to celebrate an amazing step forward rather than a perfect step forward or perfect completion of the change that you want to make? When you can, it's really a beautiful thing. It's so much more compassionate. It's such a great approach. So quick review for you, the five steps for the minimum baseline approach to busting procrastination and overwhelm are step number one, think about and name the thing you want to change. Step number two, identify the minimum baseline to start. Step number three, plan better. Step number four, commit for real. And step number five, check in again. You've got this, my friend. You have got this. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, this podcast is all about how to love your life again after 50. It's really all about coaching you to be more intentional and to incorporate mindfulness into your life as a regular practice. 
This is how you put yourself on your agenda. My focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and focused on your current values and priorities so you don't have regrets. I can help you create the success you're looking for. That's why I created the Women in the Middle Academy with you in mind, because it's a warm, supportive, and fun coaching community of like-minded women who grow forward together so you feel great about your roadmap to a more fun, meaningful, and regret-free chapter. So email me your questions and let's talk about it and see if it's for you. Go ahead and book your free, no-obligation momentum call at womeninthemiddleacademy.com. If you want to take the podcast conversation to a whole new level, join the Women in the Middle Podcast Club by heading over to susierosenstein.com and clicking the Podcast Club button. All the information is there. And if you're interested in cruising with me in February, the Connection Cruise is waiting for you. Email me at info at susierosenstein.com and put cruise in the subject line and you'll get an email with the next steps. There are limited spots, so make sure to take action now. And finally, for show notes and links, head over to susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 324. How about that? 324. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week.